right, welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. Your host, as always, Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes is here with you. And we have such great guests today. We're going to have so much fun and we're going to talk about very interesting topics today. We have my friend Daniela, which you've probably seen from previous podcasts, Spitting the Fire. And we yeah. have her boyfriend, my man Paul. Thank you very much for joining us today and, and Merry Christmas to you and your families. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. This you is have an Maya. extra guest today that I wasn't expecting, in a... but we'll be able to <laughs> to put her in the in the podcast. Um, one of the the main topics I don't that we know, wanted Kika, to she's a pretty stiff fee. <laughs> she, she's expensive. Can she's the one her? you went to with uh, to the vet with that you told me, right? Yeah. So she's, all right, but she'll be fine. She'll be fine. This is a fine girl. All right, she's all sick, right. but she's fine. All right, cool. Good old so, good, good girl face. Among the topics that we wanted to touch on today, um, you know, one one thing that that I've been also thinking about recently with the whole situation that's going on, which I want to also touch on if you think this is something that helps that get worse, but it's we're talking about addiction, right? And and substance abuse in general is something that in in America is and in, in the world it causes a lot of damage not only to the person that's in it but to the surrounding environment and i know that uh daniela you recently worked in a place for recovery and well, one thing that i wanted to first touch on do you think that this whole quarantine you know due to the global situation that's happening do you think that this has made it worse for people that have addictions to relapse or to make it worse, given that you have to stay home stuck, just, you know, less jobs, uh, also maybe depression plays in? Do you think that's a factor that helps? Yeah, for sure. In my, I mean, in my own personal opinion, I think so. There's also a lot of people are stuck home and sometimes home is the worst place for someone to be. You know, they might be dealing with um, an, an abusive family member or they might just have a really bad home situation uh, and now we're forcing them to stay there um, there's also people that uh, you know a lot of parents have resorted a lot more to day drinking you know now that those lines are a little blurred just to deal with the kids at home um, and yet like a lot of people are just stuck with their own demons at home and that can be a very scary thing for many um, being stuck somewhere is never a comfortable feeling um, so we have, at least during my, at my job, like Jesse mentioned, I work in a treatment center. We have definitely seen an increase during the pandemic on not only just addiction overall rising, but also the rates of deaths due to overdose. I believe they're up like 40%. Um, so it's a lot of people that, uh, unfortunately are dying every day. It, it's really sad. I didn't really know about this until a couple of years ago but it's it's a pretty pretty yeah. scary uh, and, and I, I definitely agree with you on like I myself like with uh, with this whole pandemic thing you know I started drinking a bit more I wouldn't exactly. say that I have a specific problem but I was definitely drinking more than than usual and just being home I remember on I don't know if you ever saw this movie uh, I think it's called clerks where Bob, <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob are on there. Silent Bob, yeah. And like, <laughs> I think it's Clerks too, maybe. They're getting out of recovery. And like, they're saying like, uh, boredom, like boredom is the, it's like the main thing to relapse, some shit like that. So it's like, yes. you gotta keep busy. 
So yeah, like I was saying with uh, this movie, okay, uh, okay. Clerks, Jane, Silent Bob. Clerks two. Do you do you, do you, do you see that movie? I've okay. seen it. Yes, I've seen okay. it. Clerks, Clerks two, Jane, Silent Bob, Jane, Silent Bob Strike Back. All right. Um, All right. So Paul's my man with classics. the movies. All right. So well, but I just <laughs> yeah. remember that he said that uh, like boredom is like the you know the key to relapse or some shit like that. And with all this. Yeah time to not be able to go out work you're stuck like with like you said with your demons and everyone has demons but the ones that have more those intensify even more i think when when situations like this like this happen yeah and those demons are deadly man that's scary now going into like the debate if it's even one between it being like something that it's like a like a sickness a disease rather than a person's choice Like, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I think it's definitely a debate. Um, I've had this conversation. I'm an addict in recovery. Um, I personally think it's a disease. I believe it's a disease. I think it's even, I, I would even classify it as a genetic disease. I have it in my family. Um, I have scholars in my family who have PhDs. I have... Others, we all range. I'm definitely the black sheep of my family, that's for sure. Um, but I've noticed when I have two older brothers and an older sister, we all have an addiction. We all have something. Mine just happens to be a substance. You know, I have I have a brother who's obsessed with collecting toys. He has rooms, picture a comic book store in his whole house, you know, and he just has an obsession. It's more of like an OCD obsession You know, which I would actually classify addiction as, you know, we I definitely can get obsessive and compulsive over a substance. Um, my sister, you know, the way that I saw her with her education to get on her way to get a PhD, just obsessed. You know, she became obsessed with it until like we get there. And then once they're there, they're good. They move on to something else. The thing with substance is there's no destination with it. You know, it's a constant, it's constant grabbing for something that's not there. If that so makes any would, sense. No, no, perfect sense. So would you even say that there are positive addictions or like... Absolutely. Help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if everything in moderation, you know, I, even substances with some people. I know people who can do cocaine on the weekend and they have a full-time job. They got kids who are in nice schools and they can do that. You know, I think as long as you can do it in moderation, if you can. But then it's not an addiction. I don't think an addiction can be good. I think addiction, in my opinion, is letting some letting your life become out of in, into chaos. You know, not being able to manage your own life okay. is what I think an addict falls under. Now, can that? I think that could also fall into routine, though. What if every weekend I do this? Right, because like, no what about control? like people that are, would be considered fun, functional addicts? Like, would you functional say that addict. that's something? Like, I I would assume there's people that let's say do cocaine four or five times a week and they just do it in a way where they still go to work every day i mean would would that be considered okay even though they can you know quote unquote manage it i mean that's an addict's dream when you say like be able to yes that's an my, addict's that's dream, dream you'd say if yeah if we've talked about this yeah. before and we say paul says like 
you know, he still wants to do the substances. Everybody. The one is still there, very much so, but he knows he can't or he's going to wind up dead. Um, but just, it's true. Like, that, we're not even exaggerating. Um, yeah. <laughs> the want will always be there. The need is no longer there, which I think is where the debate comes in. Is this a disease or a choice? Truthfully speaking, the first one you take, I think, is a choice. You know, I made that choice to pick it up, and once I picked it up, there's the choice is out the window. I have to do this until I can go get professional help to literally separate me from this substance, lock me up if need be, you know, to get me away from it. Um, so I you're saying like it never, it would never go away. It's a, it's an ongoing no. battle. My and this Every is my day. personal experience. You know, it's, it's it's some days are definitely easier than others. I can go days without thinking about it, and then you know, the other day at Christmas, um, it was just on my mind and on my mind. Out of all days, Christmas. You know, Christmas. I have you know, it's the history of that and Christmas as well. Um, it was just really on my mind on Christmas. I had to talk about it with someone, and then there's days where like I'm fine. What you said about clerks and being bored, definitely bored is a factor. You know, when I'm alone in here, it's dangerous. You know, as I work, I usually work eight to 10 hours a day, Monday through Friday, usually on the weekend, and I stay busy. If I'm not doing that, I'm doing something with her. And I'm usually very busy. That keeps my mind off of all this other garbage, you know, but this quarantine, people home alone in the most dangerous place they can possibly be in their head and thoughts. You know, was was this substance that fucks with you? Um, I mean, my I would say my drug of choice is definitely opiates, but I mean I've explored all of them <laughs> to the point where I've I've turned into a garbage can. And if it's there, if it's smokable or injectable, I'll do it. Um, but what really got me off the rails was heroin, to be exact. You know, I, I had always been this functioning addict from. 12 to 25 and then along my path you know somehow i was in overtown with a friend of mine and we couldn't get these pills because you got to wait to the beginning of the month because of prescriptions and he told me this is a cheaper this is a very popular story as well heroin's a cheaper route than pills you know and it's stronger too why not and in my mind i'm like makes total sense it's cheaper it's stronger and it's more readily available why not i never thought about the consequences i never thought about i could possibly die i never thought about dare the stuff in school now this was going from taking a pill to injecting something yeah you can't inject it but i started off by smoking it okay so like my my question that. is because i'm trying to see like where was that barrier right like because i would assume that it's a lot less of a barrier if you go because am i correct in saying that you you also you, you also can smoke the pills some yeah from what i've heard i've never done it i always swallowed them i was never you know huge into needles and stuff until i met this this so-called friend of mine okay um, so then you jumped to the smoking and that was a bit easier transition than into the sh the injecting yeah yeah i i went the, from taking swallowing pills to smoking heroin to and I, I wanted to try and do everything I could beside before putting a needle in my vein so to the point where I met another so-called friend in Overtown who showed me intramuscular shooting you don't necessarily need to put in your vein you can put it in your muscle 
and it's a little bit longer of a release, but it's better than smoking it. And of course, I always want the bigger and better thing, right? So I was doing that for a while. And then one day, my curiosity mixed with my sense of adventure was like, you know, let's, let's see what else. How, how, what are my limits here? How much further can I take this? And how much better can it get? Until that day where, you know, I put it in my vein. And then from once you hit that point, everything else is garbage. There's the muscle, the taking the pills, none of it does it unless you shoot it in the vein. So from there, it was all just downhill from there. Okay. And and the other thing is, when once you go from the pills to this, now it's no longer like a thing made in a lab. Now it could be anything, right? Fentanyl. Rat poison, um, soap. I've had it all, man. Okay, and the, the well, you you said something there. Like once you try that, it's like nothing. Everything else is nothing. So like not enough. Yeah. So like for example, you know, coming from me, right? Like uh, I'm not I'm not a saint. I like to have a few wines, a few beers. Sometimes you know, smoke a thing here or there, and that's just who I am. Is was. For someone like you, thinking of that, is that something that's just like, nah, that doesn't cut it? It doesn't cut it as in like, would I classify you as an addict? No, I'm saying like... Or a problem? No, like if you... like the thing is having a couple of wines. Like, like for you, thinking enough. of you having some wines and things, is that something that is not enough for you to enjoy because well, you have Well, he will some... never have two cups of wine. It's, it's that not doesn't an option exist. for me now. You know, for me, I go by this saying, it's called one is too many and a thousand is never enough. What that means is I can never smoke a joint again because I've gone down this path uh, into the ultimate drug there is. You know, if I smoke a joint, as soon as I get high, I'm going to be like, wow, that's fun. What's next? But I know a much better high. As soon as I drink a glass of wine, oh, that was a nice buzz, but I know a I know better, better buzz. It's not the buzz I want. That's deep yeah. because it's like something that I might have fun with. Like, because you know, this one is like, it got, it got nothing on this one in that comparison, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's interesting the way that, that, that works. And you said it There's was never... one is too, one is too many. A thousand is not enough. It's never enough. Yeah. I can't just have one. It, it's going to have to be more. And then once I get there, I can do a thousand and it'll never be enough for me. I want more and I want more and I want more. So the best bet for me is don't touch any of it. Complete abstinence, you know, which is a sometimes it's an hourly struggle for me. You know, it's usually a daily struggle, but sometimes I, I'm literally on the hour. Just get by the hour, bro. Just get by the hour. You know, it's as I get as the days of sobriety grow higher and higher for me, it gets easier. You know, the first 90 days is, is hell. Um, It gets easier. It definitely gets easier. But with that being said, I've used to, I would, I would basically numb my emotions and numb everything to where I don't have to feel anything. You know, I would going through life as just this numb creature who doesn't have to deal with pain, doesn't have to deal with sadness, which also numbs my happiness and all that other shit as well. So I was just this numb being, right? Zombie. A zombie, essentially. They're a perfect example. I was a zombie. Now that I'm clean and I'm sobering and I, I've made it out of there alive, now here's life. My emotions are all here. Now I have to deal with pain. 
Now I have to deal with sadness. Now I have to deal with my over, I'm super emotional. And you know, everything is, is extreme for me. So, and I have to find a way to deal with that before I used to just numb it. How do I deal with this crap now, you know? And I had a very big problem with that at first. Um, and it's just finding your way, you know? Therapy helps me a lot, you know, things like that. It's not easy though, it's definitely not easy. Do you think uh, on speaking about things that, that help support, because uh, I would assume that this also needs a supporting system around you, right? Like. For example, you think uh, pets, because I, I do see that you've added new pets to the family. Do you think that helps yeah. when uh, on the pets recovery? Help. Yeah, pets definitely help. <laughs> um, sometimes her and I will fight. We'll get into a really bad fight. And I just pick up my cat and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'll tell her, pick, just grab the cat. Just touch grab it, the just cat. Touch You'll it. feel better, I promise. Um, yeah, cat. You know, like, <laughs> Reminds me of, of that movie, uh, Take Him to the Greek. <laughs> When they're, in, like, the when they're yes. in that place, like smoking the Jeffrey, and uh, yes. Puff Daddy's like, touch this, touch this. <laughs> yes, yes. It feels so good. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna wrap it my whole you... house around this shit. <laughs> Pe it's, it, it gives you a sense of uh, responsibility. Responsibility. Unconditional love. Like, you cannot yeah. afford to be home depressed all day. For example, animals need you. Co coming right? from someone, like, I think I have a bit of an addiction with food. Do you think. In your case, One like eating something good, does that help or it, does it still fall under the category like this doesn't touch anything? Oh, I love food. Okay. I love food. I definitely, I see my addiction with the way I eat sometimes and you might see it as well. Um, I, it's, I'm really weird, man. I go through like my phases and I'll go through like my super healthy, like go to the gym all the time. I'm not eating that cake phase and then i'm like eat all cake cake all cake, every cake, day. cake 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 uh, it's almost like it's a very extreme yeah it's um, either up here or it's way down here i usually don't i'm usually not here okay i'm somewhere yeah. way different so now that he's in recovery his addiction's still there but it's just like this certain behavior different outlets now. and he's like we he always says like i'm not a normal person and it's not like the way he thinks sometimes is very different than like your common person um the way he you know his feelings right now they're different because as a 32 year old man he, he's feeling now things that he should have been feeling for that you know over a yeah. decade i'm emotionally a 20 year old <laughs> okay essentially just because you for that long you've sort of hid all these things underneath this yeah. numbness and it hinders your growing it hinders maturity it hinders all of that you know i, I didn't have to you know getting a mortgage Getting a credit card. Um, Having a routine. Routine. You know, things that you go through in your 20s to 30s. Adulting. I missed all of that, you know, and I basically stayed in a dark corner just getting high. And I wanted, I didn't want any of that shit. I didn't want to grow up. I don't want to be an adult. I didn't want to be a functioning member of society. I didn't want any of that shit. So I strayed away as far as I could. Here I am now, 32. Like re-entering society. I'm basically re-entering society with the mentality of like a 22-year-old. You know, I, I just learned, I just got like my second credit card. Um, you know, my, it cool. sucks, but I'd rather have this than the alternative. Well, if it, if it helps, in your case, that sort of hinder you. I've had to start over many times in my life for other things. And like, I have one credit card now. I live in a very small, so like, I guess if, you know, there's many things I could set you back. 
And I think, and I'm I'm your age now, so that's why it sort of put me in perspective. I think as long as we want to always strive forward, I think there's hope. Absolutely. And I wanted to ask Absolutely. you about this too. Even though, like I sometimes, right, when I want to have a beer or something and like, oh, I want to lose weight and, and you have that little battle with yourself, um, it's hard for me to, to not do it. But then there are times when I felt bad and then I start eating healthy and I feel good and I'm just like, fuck, man, I, I just like this. Like, I just like being normal right now. Do you think that... At times, it does help you thinking maybe how nothing you were doing before, how much you were wasting your life, and the fact that you have an opportunity to to actually live a life, right, that's worth, that has meaning, all this. You think that alone gives you some sort of high to keep going with it? Like, people that may be in a step behind yours, do you think, like, you see that hope and it gets better as it goes? Absolutely. Um Absolutely. It's definitely motivating. And let me just say this real quick before I forget about it. There is no possible way I could be where I am today without her. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no way I could have done it. You, I think in, in order to make it out, you know, successfully, you need to have a good support system and someone who believes in you, who calls you on your shit, who calls you out when you're trying to manipulate them. Um, mm -hmm. who will love you unconditionally and you need that and it's really hard to find it's very common for addicts to date addicts you know and there's just it's just a cesspool of toxicity that I've never wanted to get into I've never dated an addict um, so I was very lucky to get her, to find her and for her to help me thank God um, so that's very important with that being said this opportunity that I have now right to move forward you know uh, It's definitely motivating. However, I, there's a factor, and I wanted to actually ask you to maybe you can relate with this with food. As you get better and you get better, you get more clean time, or maybe you lose more weight and you go, shit, man, I've been doing really good. I should I mean, fucking treat myself. reward myself. And there's a reward system that I have to where every time I look at my, I have a clock on my phone that tells me how much clean time I have, and I go, shit, man, I got 400 days clean. I should enjoy it with a little hit. I can do just one. And that's my mind. That's a little voice in my head telling me that. And I have to ignore it and go back to my one is too many and a thousand is never enough thing. Reward factor, man. It's it's terrible and it's got me four times. I relapsed all four times because of and that. It's a, and it's such a piece of shit because... You know what's funny, dude? And that this is why you can sort of see the medical side of it. Because I go through the same bullshit. Obviously, the stakes are not as high. But it's the same fucking concept, right? Mentality. Like, like I have 20 days eating well, exercising, and I'm like, yo, dude, what's good, bro? Let's have a little Domino's You're pizza, good. and tomorrow we're back yeah. at it. And it turns out into <laughs> a, a six-month, you know, yeah, fucking exactly. uh, carbohydrate binge. binge. Um, exactly. And then you're like, fuck, where, where, what the fuck happened What the there? fuck happened? Exactly. Okay. I've been there myself, man. What is, and obviously, I mean, I'm speaking from somebody that's failed at it. You t have said that you felt. What do you think in those moments? And it's not an easy answer, and I'm not looking for one, but I guess I just want to know from your end, what is that thing that you go to when you're in that fucking weak moment when you have that little motherfucker in your brain saying, dog, you're not gonna reward yourself? Come on, dog, it's life. 
Come on, you done all this good work and <laughs> shit? You only live once. Yolo. <laughs> Especially when I, I know people who are like doing it on the weekends and they go to work on Monday. I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't I do that? I can't do that, you know? It's really a matter of acceptance for me. I've accepted the fact that, dude, I just can't do that, man. I, I'm going to have to pick up something else. A hobby, which I've, hobbies are really important to me too. You know, they keep me off of things. Um, but accepting, which is very hard to do. It sounds really easy, but I've had to accept the fact that I can never get high again. And I can be around people who can do it. And I'm just going to have to envy them. Maybe I can live vicariously through them and enjoy highs. I don't know. Um, but accepting it and praying, that's usually what I do when I'm in that case. Do you think, uh, I mean, that, that that's a, an interesting take there. Do you think it could help or or mess up someone to be around people that are doing substances, not in a, you know, not in a, I guess, super negative format, you know, just people that maybe control it, have a few wines, smoke a joint on the weekends. Do you think being around people, is it easier for you? Or because, because like, that's something I remember my dad for a while, he like almost died. And I don't know if it was specifically for drinking or he just had like a thing, but it all sort of exploded and he almost, he almost passed away. And I remember like he couldn't drink anymore. Right. And before me and him used to like kind of party, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then after that he couldn't drink, but he would like go to places with me. He would buy me a beer. Like, and he's almost felt Like, part of me was like, shit, should I be doing this in front of him? But part of me saw him like, yeah, you drink it, and then we talk shit, and it almost feels like it's the same thing. It's part of it, right. (laughs) You're going to pretend I'm drunk. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, I definitely, I would not recommend somebody in their first, I'm going to say minimum 90 days, um, to be around any of that. You know, a part of the program that I'm in, um another we have a lot of these little cliche quotes one is too many a thousand is enough just for today um and one of them that is very important to me that's the only way i was able to do this this time was you have to change your people your places and your things um that job that i had when i was bartending i can no longer do that um those people that i used to chill with on fifth i can no longer hang out with them and you know hanging out on the weekends you know, whether I'm drinking or not at that club, I can no longer do it. I had to change all of that. I had to leave all those people in the dust. I had to never go to that place again. And I had to do that. Um, being around people today, I do it. I go to brunch sometimes with her friends. And her friends like to drink sometimes. And one of them likes to pressure me sometimes. I'll, I'll, can I tell a story? I'll make it really quick. So we got to brunch, right? This is my first time really meeting her friends. This was a while back. This was a very, yeah, this was over a year ago. And this, I used to live on Los, near Las Olas. So we go to Las Olas, we go to brunch, and I tell her, I go, listen, you know, I'm messing, I'm a little uncomfortable, you know, and brunch is all about mimosas. I get it. I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'll go for you. I know your friends want to meet me. I don't want to be the ghost boyfriend that never comes around. Let me go. So I go, I meet them, and like within five minutes, maybe five minutes, ten minutes, who wants drinks? Let's get drinks. Is that gonna Not hurt? her, it was her friend who was like really wanted to get this party started, you know? And they, Paul, would you like a mimosa? No, I'm good, thank you. And I was kind. I was like, I appreciate it, I'm good though. And she's like, But why? What, what do you mean? What do you, 
what do you, no, 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 you're having a mimosa. Here, has a mimosa. And I'm like, thank you, but no thank you. She wasn't like getting the hint. Um, and then she like persisted one more time. And at this point, like everybody's looking at me now. And I had to, and I could have been so much, I, I could have done I, what I really wanted to do, but I didn't do it. I told her, I was like, listen, I, I've, she asked me why. And I said, I'll put it this way. I have had more alcohol to, I've consumed more alcohol than probably all of you ever will. And because of that, I can no longer, I can no longer partake. That's a good way of saying it. You know, I got my message across and she apologized. She's like, oh my God, I didn't know this and that. I'm sorry. I guess you didn't tell them. I don't know. Um, and then at one point I had to go to the bathroom and I took a little bit longer in the bathroom because I was literally in the bathroom praying like, God, don't let me do it. I don't want to do it. Let me just get through this. I can get through this fucking brunch. It's just brunch. And I got... I got through it, but it wasn't easy, you know. Um, that was a little bit earlier in recovery for me, but that's why I would recommend people doing it. Not unless, like, you really can. Like, I wouldn't go to a bar and just chill and have a Coke. I would never fucking do that. We like people who can, though. We don't keep alcohol over here. We Our home is pretty clean. When we go out, like, I generally don't drink Um when we go out to eat, it's also like a very, it's not, we're not going to like a nightclub. We're not going to a bar. We're not going to any of those places where like everybody's clearly drinking. Uh, so we try to stay away from environments that are too like party heavy. And if I'm going to one of those, I usually go by myself or like I check with Paul and I'm like, this is the environment. People are probably going to get wasted. Like, you know, because sometimes you go to party and that's, there's no shame in that. It's Absolutely. just, you know, he's no just uncomfortable there. So sometimes I'm like, this is the kind of place Do you want to go. Are you sure you're cool with it? If not, you can stay. Um, I think something that helps us is like, the, you know, if you if you feel uncomfortable, then that's that's cool. Yeah. Okay. You know, that story you were saying, like, I could totally see myself being that chick, you know? Like, because like, for example, in Venezuela... It's I mean, Latin America. It's like you know, and I'm not sure if maybe this friend was Latin too. Like yeah, like uh, like if my if I was it's not ill intent. Like yeah, yeah, if I was with some friends and somebody somebody that I didn't know was there, like no, nah, I don't want to. I'd be like maybe not now, Come just because I'm a bit older and maybe I just I don't know. But I I would I could see myself being in the past like hey, come on man, just have what do you mean you're not drinking? What's up? And exactly. I wouldn't have ever thought of like maybe there's yeah. like. But I, maybe I can remember one time somebody telling me something like, nah, man, I already drank it all. And I remember with my dad, he used to tell people something like that. Like, oh, you want to have one? And he's like, nah, 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 I already drank it all. So now he, he used to say something like, uh, I drank the whole Pacific. Now I'm looking at the Atlantic or some shit. So I, I'm not. <laughs> but he would say like some little quirky joke. And then yeah. so I think that was like, I guess, nice of you. But I could definitely see how the challenge is. It's still there, you know? Yeah. Especially you seeing in them be so casual about it. And you're like, ah, oh, your mind could play tricks with you. Like, what do you mean? You could just have a mimosa. Everybody's so chill about and it. And then go, yeah. you know, play Monopoly at home or whatever. Yeah. So. No, yeah. And I've been there. I've definitely, I remember hanging out with my friends. And I was like, no. Because when I drank, man, I would drink until the lights came on. And last call, I was, that was me. And my friend, I'm going home. It's midnight. I'm like, fuck, no, you're not going home. You're staying out with me all night. And I pressure the shit out of my friends. So I definitely know how it is. And I know she didn't have any ill intent towards me. She wasn't being nefarious or anything. But she just she just didn't know. Yeah. You know, she didn't know. 
Uh, maybe she does now. I don't know. But, you know, I, and there's never really ill intent when it comes to things like that. I just, I know now to not put myself in those situations where shit might happen. You know, I got to remove myself from it now. Before we leave this topic, because I have all the things here that I want to touch on that are very interesting as well. What would you say to people that are in that path to recovery, you know, at any at any sort of uh, part of that line, right, I guess, like that, that would keep them. And I think this is something that also would apply to just everybody, because, you know, I myself, I have this issue where it's, it's, almost, it's almost exactly the same, the, 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 the mental pardon and little fuck that goes in your brain when it's trying to fuck with you and and give you this little reward bullshit system what's something that you would recommend people that are in that process uh that could help them and i know uh, you said some so you already said some too but just to sort of close anything that you yeah, yeah. i mean what i would tell so you know i, I would it's not easy it's definitely not easy but it's worth it it's worth it, you know, to see your life change. My life, three, four years ago, you know, compared to where I am today, it's it's literally, for me, it's a miracle. It is a miracle. That's why the odds are not in our favor at all. Um, it's definitely not easy, but it's worth it. There are a lot of resources out there that I, I didn't know. There's so much stuff out there that's available. <clears throat> you just have to look for it. This is not going to happen on its own. You know what? I, I and I've been through that too, where I'm like, oh, just one more. Next week I'll start. Next week I'll get back on the diet. Next week I'll get back on the wagon. And then three years later, here I am. It's not gonna happen on its own. That mind, that fuckery. I call it mind fuckery. It's gonna keep lying to you and telling you, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, next week. Yeah, next month. It's not gonna happen on its own. You gotta put in some kind of work. Um, this is not Damn. the time to be lazy. That's yeah. deep, cause that fucking resonates with me. And that little next time, next time, next, next time can man. fuck with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, that's inspiring. Two years later, there you are. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely gonna. Today, ins- man. It's gonna inspire me to to start doing this tomorrow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, right now, <laughs> I'm gonna go jog real quick while we're recording. No, nah, for real, for real, Paul. I'm gonna start this shit next week for reals, dog. No, but uh, uh, moving on to some other things. I was um, I was speaking in some of my podcasts uh, that I do in Spanish with a friend of mine, because in Argentina, I mean, this has happened in other sports, but in Argentina, there was this first uh, female transgender playing in the professional football or soccer league. And, you know, obviously the whole thing is, you know, what a brave person. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, politically, I'm like a libertarian. So the essence of what I believe is like, I want everybody to do whatever the fuck they want. As long as it doesn't fuck with me, I don't care. I want you to be happy, all this and that. But obviously this comes into like a weird territory where is it fair for the other girls there? You know, it's like I imagine, like imagine Paul puts a wig and says, I'm going to go play, you know, grass <laughs> hockey with the girls. I mean, he's going to fuck some, some ladies up. So what do you think is the, if you have any opinion on this, like, and, and, and it's fine if you're still making an opinion on it, because I myself am too. Like, I'm always testing this hypothesis to see what... But, uh, yeah, what, what do you think about this happening now in our days? You want me to go first? Ladies first. I am, uh, I'm, like, torn. There's two sides of it. I'm like, yeah, it's good for you. If you feel like a girl, go be a girl. 
he wanted us to call uh to call you whatever female name sure whatever fine cool with that good for you if it makes you a happier person but then it affects me because now i could be that girl competing against you and then you have an advantage like i understand you feel like a girl you want to be a girl cool but you the body you're in and what's behind this and behind the makeup or no makeup or the hair, whatever, it's a man's body and you, you're you built like a man and you have an advantage in sports over me. And that shit's not cool. You know, like I do, <clears throat> I competed last year for jujitsu and some girl beat me up. But like, imagine if that was a dude, I, I would have had no chance. Like at least, you know, I won a couple, lost a couple. If that would have been a, a dude, like none of us would have had a chance and that's just not fair like i just i don't know i i feel bad for them that i i guess you know they're more they want to compete with girls because they're more comfortable but at the same time like it's not it's not cool it's not fair what do you think so. paul uh i i'm i don't think i'm really torn you know, um, <laughs> I'm not torn in a direction. I, I like to think I'm logical, man. And I try and look at something at a logical perspective. I really try my best to take my emotions and my feelings out of it. I'm very emotional and I have a lot of feels, you know, so sometimes it's hard for me to do that. And when I heard about this transgenders in athletics, my initial reaction was like, okay, so you're cheating. It's cheating to me. It's not fair. Uh, we'll put it that way. It's not fair. Maybe it's not cheating, but it's not fair. It's definitely not fair. Um, I think it had good intentions. Just like a lot of things that are going on today. These protests and, you know, BLM. I think they start off with good intentions. And next thing you know, things kind of get turned a little bit. Maybe someone hijacks it. Someone might make a mockery of it. Or someone might take advantage of it, which is that I can go literally put on a wig and go shatter records right now if I want to. And it's, it's, not, it's no longer a hypothetical. People are doing that now. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are men, I'll call, you know, a transgender man who's now a woman, I'll call her, it, her, or whatever name, Jane, whatever, are going there and shattering records and taking those opportunities that she trained her fucking ass off for that fight. I, I, well, I went with her, you know, I recorded her. Did all that training for some guy to walk walk? Bro, I'll be I'll be so mad. Crack your fucking head open. Fuck no. You know what? Like it's interesting the way that that you're looking at it, Daniela, like like I'll be so mad because it almost feels like there's some people that wanna grab this debate and make it look like like oh so men are stronger than women? Well it's not that they're better, but there's a biological difference. It's just like Men, like, I, I, I gave this example. Men that fight in boxing or, or MMA, whatever, there's a weight class, right? There's a weight class because there's definitely, like, we are aware of the advantage someone that has 30 more pounds of muscle is going to make. So, like, why, if we are addressing that and aware of it, why are we ignoring the fact, you know, like, I could tell you a thousand things women are better than us at, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, women don't need... All the muscle and size to control the fuck out of the world. Okay, let's just make that <laughs> clear, right? Make, let's make that clear. Then uh, after we make that clear, then why can't we fucking understand that there's a size difference? And because of that, it's not fair. Like especially there was one that fought MMA in the UFC and like broke Oops, a girl's I mean, skull. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I was just watching Joe Rogan's podcast talking about her. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And she went in saying that she was a woman. She didn't say that she was no a way. She went in saying she was a woman. Later on, we found out after she That's cracked. fucked up. Yeah. Found out that she, she was transgender. Like, it, I feel like it matters It matters to no one but the athletes. And me as an athlete that has competed in things like this, if I find out that I get beat because it's a fucking dude, I would be very fucking mad. And that's not cool. Why can I enter a kid's competition then? I feel like a 12-year-old girl. <clears throat> Let me go in the kid's ass, Paul, bro. Like, imagine Paul, like, all the little <laughs> kids things. Like, I, I identify as a nine-year-old. Yeah. Oh, so, fuck you, fuck all your kids up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's not fair. It's not fair, and I think it's just there's too many <laughs> doors that are open with it, you know, that allow certain things to come. And you just you just set a perfectly good example. We're allowed to change our genders. We're not allowed to change our race, though. You know, I can identify as a woman, but I can't identify as a black woman. Um, we're not allowed to change our age. But we're allowed to change our gender, though. Let's just say we were allowed to change our age, and I was I was allowed to identify as a sixteen year old. Now I can fight them legally. Now can I also have relationships with them legally? Now it just opens different. Yeah, that doors. is true. It's, it's such a slippery slope when it's you a start very slippery when you slope. start giving things that are facts and start thinking of them as opinions yeah. and shit. Like, like Absolutely. come on, man, like. You know, I was talking yesterday, I saw this documentary, well, not a documentary, like a podcast, right, in Spain. And there was this transgender man who used to be a woman and is now a man, which is actually the easiest trans uh, transition, from what I understand. Because this person actually looked like a man, you know, like a, like a, like a smaller man, but looked like, looked like a man, right? And... And he actually was very, like, made sense on a lot of things. He wasn't cool about this whole, like, giving kids hormones since they're, like, little, or everyone oh. that says it. So he was pretty it's cool crazy. about it. Um, and he even said, like, I wanted to be a man because there's characteristics of being a man that I like. But if you could not look like a man and say you're a man and then tell people, oh, you're fucking calling me a her, what? he's like... That's sort of like against why the why I did this in the first place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's true. Absolutely. It's like, absolutely. If you're saying, "Oh, why you think I'm a woman? Because I'm just like a woman. I feel like a man. Well, then fucking look like a man." And I don't want to be like mean about it. But he even said, "Like, I look like a man, so I don't have a problem with people misgendering me." But he's like, "But I couldn't hold people accountable for like the whole life having a vision of what a woman is and as animals we recognize that quickly like oh hello you or you know she or her or him and then for you to be like you don't look like a man but you expect people to know that you want to be called a man so like when he said that i'm like oh okay so i'm not fucking insane like like, not, no, <laughs> like this and insane. the thing is i don't want it to look like i'm against these people because when i was hearing this transgender talk i was super like emotional and sentimental like Man, this guy seems like he's got it figured out. And he did know, apparently, that he was like the other sex since he was very little. And yeah. he says that for him, it would have helped to have that, but that he does feel today there's like a, like a fad, like being transgender is cool and he thinks it's dangerous. But at least he understood the, the effects and the, like the consequences of it. Um, one thing that he was talking about that I didn't agree with, and this, is, this comes to like the same topic we're saying, this fighter that went and fought with women and he used to be a man, 
he they, he didn't tell them, right? He was like, I'm a woman. Now, this guy that I was listening to, the transgender, he was saying that also, if you're a transgender, like you maybe, sh you shouldn't have to tell the person if you're going to have sex with that they were or didn't or whatever. And that it's a, it's a thing of like miseducation that we have been educated to think that if you're a guy, you mm -hmm. need to see a vagina. Like, and he went into that yeah. hole and I was like, oh, fuck. Like I was agreeing with everything. And then he went into this because I think that that Never touches mind. on like your personal sexual preferences. And that's very like personal, I think. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I don't mind anything that you do, but I'll tell you my stance and then you can tell me yours. But I feel that if you are a transgender man and, and or woman and you come on to me, and I know that, and I want to be with you, that's cool, and that's beautiful. But if you're doing it out of deceivement, and I'm sorry, I understand that you feel that way, even though I don't understand it, I respect it, but it's like, no, I think I, I also deserve respect to know, you know, like, I don't know. I guess it's touchy, because some people might say, like, oh, no, you're transphobic. If, but I don't know, I just think it's normal to think that. How do you feel about it? Hey, Paul, Paul looked at Daniela like, you go for it on this one. <laughs> um, I think that you should. I mean, maybe if it's like a one night stand, like maybe not. And also, Daniela, when you're thinking of this, also think of it in reverse, right? Like a woman used to be a woman, then turned into a guy and then met you at a bar. And now you're thinking of the same thing, you know? Because sometimes some, some people like to be very progressive when it's the other one doing it. So, like, getting getting character as well. How would you I mean, feel? I guess you don't need to tell me, but I'm going to find out. And then I'm going to turn you down because I'm not into chicks. So, fine, don't tell me. But then don't get mad when I'm like, where's your dick? You don't have one. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, because that, that's the other part that, like, eventually you're going to... No, I mean, uh, yeah, like, unless the maybe, operation. I mean, I mean, unless you have operation. Yeah, Post-operation, you know, that there's there are transgender women who look very, very feminine, and I watch um, a YouTuber, Blair White. I, I, she, I really am interested in her views. She, no, no, I've, 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 I've heard of her. She's really cool. She's, yeah, and she looks super hot. You would never. She, the big. She has. The only I she just came out because everyone's been asking her like, hey, did you get it? Did you get the sur the surgery?" And she just came out and said that she hasn't gotten it yet because it messes with you. You know, statistically, it shows that it, transgenders the the suicide rate is over forty. It's like forty two percent versus us. I'm not going to say normal people. That's terrible. Versus non transgender, non -transgender where suicide rate is seven. So that's a really big jump. And a lot of it is when you have that, you know, that surgery, it messes with you chemically, I'm assuming. Um, it messes with you a lot there. And it also desensitizes almost all of it. So that's why she hadn't gotten it. Anyways, there are a lot of transgender women out there that can definitely pass. And do you care? It depends. It depends. Like, if it's it a one-night stand, I'm If like I never know about it, and I feel like I just boned some hot chick, I guess I won't care. Right? Now, let's say, I think, like, you want me to tell you if I have AIDS, right? But AIDS is not the same as It'll being transgender. It'll affect you, I Yeah, but like, that. yeah, Am people I... would say that, and, and, and I'm just being a devil's advocate. People would argue, like, also, AIDS is the same as being transgender. No, but not I do think all. that it does fall under the category of, like, fucking disclaimer. 
Disclaimer. I mean, totally do I have to be like, hey, by the way, I got my boobs done? No, you no. just surgery. Like, I, I that's know. not going to affect me emotionally and, and it, mentally, though. Yeah, I because like that's the thing. That bar, shit could scar someone. Fuck me up. I think that Absolutely, shit could, man. You know, that shit could grab someone that already has issues and fucking have yeah. them like, yo, who Absolutely. am I? You think <laughs> so? Not me, like, but like, on. I think someone, really? if someone's very. Against very, that, you think? Well, I, I mean, think if someone's very. Um, like a very religious no, because if you were religious, Maybe you wouldn't that's. be doing Maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. I think if someone was very self-conscious about themselves, very self-conscious with, you know, maybe the way they look, their their sexual performance, and they're at a bar, and they finally meet somebody, and it's this really pretty woman, and then, wow, this person was paying attention to me. You know, this woman wants to come home with me. You go home, and the next thing you know, it's not what you were expecting. That might scar somebody, you know? Yeah, I think that might um, fuck with somebody. I mean, people on the other side would yeah. say, well, so what's what's it what's what's the matter? It's just sexual experiences, bro. You know, just just vibes. But I do think that people deserve their their like. I I just feel like in my libertarian views, I think that's where your liberty of being whoever you want to be sort of goes into my. You're messing with me. Yeah, like exactly. you're coming into my fence now, and that's where I have right. an issue. Like, but who knows? I mean, maybe we're gonna look like. Um, you know, like backwards people in fifty years, and but but I, I gotta be real with what I feel, you know, and this is how yeah. I feel about it. I agree. Well, I just watched a video that shows said if you don't date transgender woman, then you're transphobic. Well, that's that's real, Paul. That's for real. That's what it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that. Or if like, I have for example, my preference. we all have our preferences. You know, it doesn't. I'm not afraid of transphobic. Is I have a fear of trans people. I don't have a fear of them. It's just not my cup of tea. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as much tolerance that we want, we also should tolerate people that don't want to be involved with certain people. That's not who I am. I can have friends that are whatever. But even the people that are a bit more backwards thinking, like this is how it is. I find that people that don't like intolerance come to a, a little dead end where they become intolerant for people that don't tolerate what they tolerate. Uh, of course. <laughs> and you're and tolerant I, until I disagree with you. Right. So I think it's important, like, with me, like, if you don't like something I do, or, like, as long as you don't, like, fucking attack me for it, like, I don't care. I do. Like, if there's people that, like, here in Spain, I'm, I'm not saying that I've had any sort of act of racism or anything like that at all. And that's not, that's not something that would even affect me. But if for, if for any reason somebody wasn't cool with, like, Latin people and they were Spain, Spanish, I'm like... All right, as long as you don't come at me, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I think you have a right to hate, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Well, that's a big debate right now. Hate speech. is Should hate speech, is is there even a such thing as hate speech? Some people say they should ban hate speech. As far as I'm concerned, the only speech that is illegal in America, it's different in other places, the only speech that is not tolerated in America is speech that suggests or pushes violence. For instance, I can say... I don't like Kiko. Um, I wish Kiko would die. That's fine. But if I say, hey, everyone, let's round up. Y'all need to go kill Kiko. That's illegal. I'm pushing violence towards you. That's the only kind of speech that I am not okay with. Other than that, if you, I've been called white cracker, white racist piece of shit. I've been called basically everything that you can call somebody. And, bro, I brushed it off, man. It's not going to kill me at the end of the day. You know, you have a Paul, right to say that. Paul, you do fit the description. You know, I, I I realize in today's world I fit a category of a Trump supporting racist MAGA hat 
Even though I don't necessarily agree with everything that goes on that side, I fit that description of a white privileged man. Yeah. Who, yeah, you yeah. Know, f- he must be racist. Well, I, find I must it, be. I find it <laughs> hypocritical that people want to be so woke that they f- that they forget that like yeah you're you're all being like racist to white people. <laughs> like, racist. Yeah, yeah. Like, like wait wait wait. They're so woke they forgot we're yeah, racist. Like, they're so woke and it's like so normal to shit on, on white people and 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 I think that's dangerous. Yeah. I think that's dangerous Paul, because yeah. Paul actually got fired because he was racist. Yeah. For real. All right. So since you're going to bring it up, we got to talk about it. I'll make it very brief. So I used, I was a assistant. We don't need to say. Huh? We don't need to say. Well, you just said I got fired for being racist. I have to explain Well, like, we don't need to say the place. <laughs> we don't need to say the place. I'm not going to say the place. Oh, good. I was an assistant manager of a place. Uh, food place <laughs> downtown Fort Lauderdale. And the way that this establishment had it set up was you had people who come in and order. And you have people who call in and make their order to come get picked up. The way that this protocol was, the people who call in to get their order, when they come in, there's a line of people that are making their orders. This person doesn't just to get to skip them and then come pick up their order and ring them out. That's not how it works. I know Starbucks has a separate pickup place. You can't pay for it online, you know. So you got to wait in that line. And then once you come, you know, I know it defeats the whole... Um, Purpose of it. Purpose of, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? A convenience, you know? Sorry, that's my that was my protocol there. So, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm just opening the store, and I had someone call in and say, hey, I want this. It was a white male. I want this smoothie, and I knew this person. Had it ready for when I get there. I said, <laughs> no problem. I, I had it ready. Yes, I had it ready, and I put it in the cooler. I have a black woman, my first customer. No, you didn't have it ready, did you? I did have it ready. Yeah. I have a black woman come in. She, good morning, in super high spirits. I got no problem with black. I don't care what color. I'm dating a Latin person. I don't care. I'm American. <laughs> I really don't care. She comes in, good morning. I'm like, good morning. She was super peppy for being 6 a.m. And I knew her. Actually, I didn't know her. I didn't recognize her. I had a lot of regulars come in. Good morning. How are you? Blah, blah, I Super want nice. Smoothie. Super bubbly. Very nice and super bubbly. What do you want? I want this and that. I said, cool. She literally went out of her way to say, take your time. And there's cameras rolling. I had all this on camera. Take your time. I'm in no rush. Those are quotes from her. Cool. So I'm making her smoothie. The white guy comes in to pick up his order. You know what? She said she's in no rush. She said I can take my time. Let me just get him out of here real quick. I dropped what I was doing with her, grabbed his smoothie, wrung him out. Maybe 10 seconds I took. Now he comes went in, right? He went smoothie. in the store too. And I. And, but you had, you had it already. You had it already. He's supposed to wait behind line. Yeah, I had it already. I just had to go grab it, ring him up, and have him go. Did that, come back. So, how's your day, ma'am? And she's a completely different person now. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm like, oh shit. What did I just. I did something wrong. And I'm. I'm it was, she was the only person I made it real quick. I'm ringing her out. Have a good day. She like said something sarcastic and walked off, and I was like, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, damn. I almost like I honestly didn't even know what I did wrong. Days go by, weeks go by. My manager comes to me and goes, Paul, what the fuck happened on this day? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I just received four complaints from corporate about you. Four. I'm like, what are you talking about? Apparently, this is an activist. She's a part of a group. 
said that you were very racist towards her. I literally like I have to fire you. She said that she was gonna have activists outside, was gonna shut the whole place down. I'm like, what the fuck? So we pull up the camera footage. We're watching the footage. He's like, I don't understand what you did. Technically, I did not follow protocol. Technically, I didn't. But the only reason why I didn't is because she started the conversation okay, what, what, off with, what was the, what I'm in was no the rush. supposed protocol? Please. I took the, uh, the supposed protocol was the person who calls in has to wait behind customers who are in there. I broke protocol only because I, this person is in no rush. The person who called in is obviously in a rush. That's why he called it in. Let me just get him out real quick and then I'll take care of the person who's not in a rush. If she would have not told me, I'm doing good, take your time, don't worry, I'm in no rush at all, I would have never done that. But, you know, and it's I, it's my fault. I made a judgment. I made a bad judgment call. I technically broke protocol. But that falls under, I was racist and had to be terminated from my job for being racist. I took a white person in front of her. <laughs> this is for reals. <laughs> and she was at, at yeah, this, this is, is this really happening. This is, I... She threatened to get the place shut down. She threatened to have now, the place Now, the person that activists. fired you, and were if they I, sort of like, fuck, man, I'm with you, but I can't do shit? Okay. Yeah. The person who fired me was my Latin. He was a Puerto Rican. <laughs> Super racist, dude. <laughs> Super racist. Only hired me for the way I look. He go, I don't want black people working here. I don't want Latin people working here. I know white people are more trustworthy and hired me. The whole staff was white. Had to fire me for this bullshit racist call. You know, I took it on the chin and I learned from wow. it. You know, I definitely learned from it. Now, what does that tell me? Now, I need to treat them differently because if not, I'm going to be called racist, which is literally yeah, the opinion yeah, that's, of that's, that's the fucking craziness of it. Uh, and, and I find it funny that you were like, I made a bad judgment call. I went against protocol and I'm just like, nah, you just did a normal thing. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, this is crazy. yeah. It was just, and I agree with you. It was a normal thing, but if you want to really break it down, technically, I broke protocol. Technically, you know, I, I, that's how I really had to look at it because it was bothering me, man. It was. Bro, no, no, I mean, I totally understand like, looking fuck, at it in man? a technical way as to not <laughs> yeah. fuck up in I the really future and be as safe as you can. And like, I I go through situations like that. I I work in an office environment, corporate, right, and and I have to sort of like sometimes just make sure that okay i'm not saying anything that's okay okay and but you know i i, I, I always i'm you. also talking to friends and i have a dialogue with my friends as a certain way you know like i mean if people didn't know the way that i am here although very unfiltered i am sorry to say i'm worse when i'm alone with my friends so and this is not just me it's everyone because if <laughs> Yeah, if anyone that talk, you knew, you know, I think if you, you heard what they say when they're with too. your friends, then everybody would be a piece of shit. And this is not to say anything about a person. Oh, it's yeah. simply because when you are with your closest people, you have certain contexts that are already default. So you know how to fuck with each other and go to the extreme because that's sort of the dynamics of friendship. Now, and you know, you there's no right. ill intent behind it. Like. It's just Kiko being stupid, you know, like, you know, like, okay, Kiko's not a fucking crazy racist that's going to kill everybody. It's just like, Kiko's being right, dumb. right. And that's, right. and that's sort of part of like, that's what makes it cool, right? Because like, for example, me, I, I'm a comedy guy. So when I'm with like my select group of, per, of friends, right, maybe that. you go through this as well. And it's, it's almost like, all right, this is our little time to play this little game where I'm trying to fuck with you, right? And the cool part of it is that with my friends, we have some that are like really left 
and then some of them that are really right. And then when that shit gets oh, started, God. it's all it's like this friendly but fucking oh. hostile environment where it's like you fucking mm-hmm. communist piece of shit, and then the others like you rich mm-hmm. bastard. Mm-hmm. I'm not even yeah. rich. Yes, yeah, so why do you even support him, you yeah. motherfucker? This is why he's like, eh, eh, eh. you're Latino. How can you support <laughs> Trump? Dog, they're gonna fucking deport you, my. And then it's just like. Yeah. And it becomes this <laughs> battle, so, so I totally get that. But hey, man, and that's a crazy story. I mean, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be the best clip for this podcast. I'm telling you. I mean, that, yeah. and that's <laughs> that's what happened, man. That's I mean, a true story. And it, yeah, he was dating me already. Yeah, you and I were dating, and I told her about it, and she was like, "Shut the." She's like, "I knew it. <laughs> I knew and you I'm were, like, bro. You're not gonna." Yeah, I knew it. I was like, "Oh, so the description." No, I was like, "You, so you started dating me, so they wouldn't think you're racist, Tom." Those are the type of people that are looking (laughs) for anything to confirm their own bias, and I have like the opposite problem. Like, I might have had, I don't know, I don't know, experienced some racism in my life that I never noticed because I'm like, my mind doesn't go directly there. Like, 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 ah, fuck, I gotta. You know, I gotta get my shit together, you know, or whatever. Like, like that's just the way I think about it. I feel like they don't like me yeah, for like, me, like, not because I'm Latina. I'm just like, I must joke, have done like, some shit, bro. Like, dude, like, like, I'm never like, me and my it's my race. For like a, a new oh. place to live, right? So sometimes you go and the, the owner shows you the place and, you know, you gotta sort of play the game. Like, yeah, we're decent people. We will pay, even with Corona, it's all good. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna be smoking weed. And then the, the, the lady, right? The lady, we we heard like before we got there, she was showing it to someone else, and they were having a bunch of giggles and laughs, right? Where I'm like with my girlfriend at the bottom, oh. waiting. I'm like this motherfucking you know clown motherfucker with his jokes and shit, you know, fucking Joker over here. Trying to... So then we go see and she's cool and all. She's like really Spanish, and me and my girlfriend like. I might pass before I speak, but my girlfriend looks like from Thailand, you know, and she's she's Venezuelan, but she's beautiful, but she looks like she's from Thailand. Uh, she has that exotic look. So yeah. we go, right? And, and then I'm like, fuck, we didn't make her laugh as much as the other like guys, right? Like, and the whole time I'm just like, Damn fuck, it. man, like, babe, we got to get our jokes like game stronger. We got to like, you know, get this shit. And then maybe the, the Spanish no lady is like, no, I don't want the Spanish people. But in my mind, I mean, I'm not saying that's the case, but my mind always goes to like, what the fuck am I doing yeah. that I need to get better? <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. you were like, we, we, we're, you were like, yeah. our joke game is weak. You never thought like, oh, it's because we're Venezuelan. Yeah. Like, you never I'm like, think babe, about you bring this shit. negative vibe yeah. to the rooms. Like, you got to. You gotta come with the fucking A game. We're trying to get. We're trying to move on. Come on, you know. But no, but uh, yeah, that's fucked up, you know. And I and I don't wanna make it look for you know for people that are hearing this. I don't wanna make it look like I'm totally unaware of like racism that happens in America and in the world. It exists. It is a reality. But I just think that it is a disservice to actually having as less racism as possible when all these events of like bullshit racism come about because it's almost like the cry the boy who cried wolf you know it's like if we're gonna call everything racism yes. then when the shit the happens what what are you know and this happens with every word nobody's gonna pay attention nowadays you know like yeah, if you're it's diluted it's yeah like we diluted, diluted like uh trump is a nazi it's like fuck so 
So what, what's gonna nah, happen when we actually? Has, I mean, yeah, the guy is special and all this shit. But what are we gonna do when Sexist we have a fucking actual maniac? What are we gonna call that person? You know? Right. So there's definitely an issue with the words. Right. The the racist one is 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 really bad because I feel that most like this is how this is how I look at it. When I look at all this shit that goes on, I'm like, man, if I was a white person that lived in a trailer park and I was broke as fuck. I had, you know, maybe even drug problems. I'm not going anywhere in life. Not like keep hearing is how, I'm, you know, I'm in the system keeping everyone down. Like, I could see how that person would be like, yo, fuck. What do you mean? Like, privilege? Like, fuck? I live I, yeah. I live the shittiest life. So that's why I think it's dangerous to do, right. to do that. Like, I think we shouldn't. Like, what was happening with the way that they're calling white people everything is, is very, like... It's dangerous because that's actual racism. <laughs> that's what it is. It's just because it's, it's uh, towards white people. I they say that only white people can be racist, though, yeah. because they're the ones with power. And I'm like, man, as a Latino, power. I can tell you, a lot of Latinos are racist. Latinos, Ooh, we oh have a God. hierarchy within Latinos of which countries. Like, what? No, I'm not. I'm from here. Like, I'm being real. That's that. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm like yeah. that, but that exists. That exists. No, yeah, and that happens also. I'm sure with, with I you know, grew up in Miami. Every, every race. Yeah, yeah. I I, there, I don't think one is better than the other. I think you know we all have our issues. We all have our problems. Me personally, though, I think for us to sit here and say white people have privilege, white people run everything, white people are superior than other people, you classify it. That's being a white supremacist in my book. If you think that white people are so superior and we're better than all and all these other people, you're literally what you say that you're against. And just the things that I've seen, man. I, I I try and watch a lot of stuff. I try and watch both sides. Uh, I you know I I probably watch more than I should at times because sometimes I'm I I start thinking and and I start kind of feeling like that. We're like we'll we'll be watching something. And I'm like ah oh, racism as a joke. You know that oh that guy just broke up with her for cheating sexist you know or, or something like that and i i recently just watched a, it was a skit on youtube you know vox the the uh <laughs> it was a vox employee in therapy and the therapist was trying to break his mentality of like calling putting a label on everything and like he would see uh, he was in a room he's like why is this room white it's all white this is racist oh why is the car out there black that's a minority and the therapist is trying to help him like listen it's not all racist not everything is a fucking category that you need to pick apart calm down you know and i related with that so much because i think in today's world everything is under a microscope everything is politicized you know if i don't agree in climate change somehow i'm a racist sexist misogynist pig it's it's just gotten so out of hand and i want nothing to yeah, do with I mean, it yeah unfortunately we we should want to have to do something to do with it just be i mean this is kind of why i do the podcast because i think at a micro or macro level we kind of have to push it a bit because it is like us multiplied by millions of people that can make this uh, change. I mean, and I'm not talking about like, you know, go out there and, sure. and show yourself, but like just when when I go to friend's house, like if if the topic comes up, I'll give my opinion and give them the facts and the arguments and hopefully someone takes that. I mean, obviously I don't go to places and like a political minded today, we're, you know, like if nobody touches the subject, I prefer not. 
because I'm probably not gonna be. They're yeah. not gonna agree with me. I'm not an asshole at all. Like I'm. I think I make it. I, I give my points to people, even progressive ones, where like they could see like, oh, I don't agree with him, but he's a nice guy. I mean, maybe maybe there's something to it, and I think that's important to let people know. Like you know, let's see, Paul meet some of your friends that might be more progressive. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that your friends are progressive, but just, you know, for the example, if that's the case, then <laughs> they could be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't think that Paul should vote for Trump if, you know, if that's the case or have this. But you know what? He's a really nice guy and he loves her. Like that, I think, lets people know, like, like this happened to me too. I listened to this transgender guy and I understood, like, where he was coming from. And I was just like, oh, okay, okay. Like, there's things that I don't I don't agree with, but he, he seems like a really cool person, like a person that has good intent. And I think as we do that more, um, you know, I think it's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but but go, going to the categories, I, I, I found this so funny because I remember in my job, you know, it's always like, okay, well, this is going to be like the LGBT month, then like the Latino month, then like the black month, and then like the Asian, and then they would talk to me like, oh, Carlos, you want to be in? I'm like, no, not really. Because it's just like, to me, that's like segregation. Like, like I don't want to be part of a group based on, based on like my <laughs> no, no, no. race. I don't even know what the fuck I am, you know? So it's just like, that's to me, it's like man. thinking that we're going to find common ground based on where we come from is so fucking ill. It's not right. Like, you want to make like make groups about like computer gaming. Fuck, I'm into that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cool with all those guys. Let's let's meet up for that or intramural soccer, whatever the Irregardless fuck. Regardless of their ethnicity yeah. or race, like, Dude, it doesn't I have, matter. I have gay friends. Like, we try to like. I have gay like friends that even tell things. me about those gay groups, months or whatever. They're like, I don't like a lot of them. Like, and why should you like? Be being gay is something that's across the board. So like, why would it mean that if someone else is gay, you're gonna be cool with them? Like, it's it's such like a bad way of looking at it. But now 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 that we have uh, Daniela here, I don't want to miss this this subject because I think it's important to speak this while we have women, just so that they don't come to us and be like, yeah, of course, Paul and Kiko. You know, they would say that. You know, I mean, they would say that. But um, what what do you think about the gender pay Man. gap or su- su- alleged? Uh, pay gap. Do you think that it exists? Um, I think that women are more likely to not negotiate or to settle for the first offer, so then they end up getting paid less. I just think that's what happened. I mean, as I don't know, I I think that the pay the pay gap has been debunked of, of sometimes. Uh, but there's people that say, you know, me and my coworker were in the same level, but he's getting paid $10,000 more. And in my head, I'm not like, oh, I'm sorry for you. In my head, I'm like, you dumb girl. I, I bet if you'd have asked for $10,000 more, they would have given it to you. Like, you just didn't ask for it. And I think that's just a problem. Like, I, <clears throat> I uh, recently accepted a new position, and they tried to give me less. And I'm like, no, I want this more. And they're like, okay. And I was like, well, okay. And... But I could have easily been like, oh, no, okay, thank you for the job. You know, no, bro, ask for the money and it'll be given it to you. And I think just like we were talking about, you know, race, I think sex has nothing to do with it, bro. Like, I'm going to try to get the less rate from a man and a woman. And 
white or black or Hispanic, whatever. I'm going to try to pay you the least amount of money yeah, so I, I can have more we, money in my we pocket. Spoke I just on think this is a natural thing that we to did do. together when we with Steve where we said like I think I've experienced yeah. with all my employers that they are trying to equally fuck all of us at the same extent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you point. know, like yeah. I I think that I've had jobs where I've been a bitch and they were like we're going to give you this and I'm like for real? And then like that's it. And they're like, "All right, we got this kid that's yeah. overqualified. We're giving him shit money. Get the fuck out of here. He's a sucker. They don't care if I'm a guy or a girl. No, he's a fucking idiot. idiot. That's what he is. No. And like, it's the same thing. Right. And and you could have fierce women that, you know, that might be better at like, like, for example, my girlfriend, at the moment she works at a financial place where she calls people and pretty much is asking them every day, like, oh, you owe this, you need to pay and shit, right? And they pretty much hire only no. women for that job, right? So, Why? so like, I think that it is important to note that we should be equal in the in the name of the law, but we should definitely know our differences because those are the things that make us unique and beautiful, right? Like the 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 job that my girl does, right? I couldn't oh, do cool. that, you know. But she's able to like finagle the information without sounding like, you know, like a super mean asshole. And then get people to pay. So, yes. and that this happens with everything. Uh, you mentioned a, a, a specific reason that has to do with the pay gap, which has to do with like not being able to to um, debate and negotiate a better rate. Now, there's another thing too: is that some women decide to be mothers, you know. And even though there is what we could call like the biological lottery, this goes both ways. When you're a woman, yes, you have the burden of kids if you want to have kids. And when you're a man, you have the burden of yeah. doing the most dangerous shit and probably living 10, 15 years less. And instead of complaining about it, you just got to know that that is the reality. Okay, now how, how do we go from this hand that I'm dealt? Because there's women that are going to being lawyers. This is a very uh, common example. Um, they're lawyers. They get to like 30, right? Like our age. And then the firm is like, look, we want to make you a partner. You're a fucking bad lawyer. Like, you you know, you fuck shit up. And then she's like, and then that she's means like, I work. work 80 hours a week and this. And then she's like, but I'm already making this really amount of money kids. with this. I can be happy, have my kids. And it's like, I'm good. Is it bad if you choose that? Fuck, I might choose that if I had the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, all I'm saying is when people talk about like, oh, all CEOs are men, all this. Well, it's because the people that are willing to give life up to have that, because you will not have any relationship with anybody you love, then they do that. And most of the people that do that are men. But those are extreme men. I wouldn't do that. I don't want that. I want to make fucking art and bullshit and then go to sleep and party and, you know, hopefully just have fun. I'm not this person that wants to work 80 hours a week. But it happens to be that the extreme ones are mostly men. But if you're a woman and you want to do it, you can do it. My my girl is a civil engineer. And she was like one of the only ones out of that wow. graduated that was a girl. Nobody ever told her you can't be an engineer. No, it's just that a lot of women prefer to do uh, than dentist, Don't for example. So I think the freedom of yeah. you being able to be no, whatever the fuck yeah, you want right. is what we should make sure that we provide. But we shouldn't have quotas like we need and to have 50-50% here, 50-50% here. Because then... No, man. Like we we shouldn't uh, have issues in school because more most teachers are women. Men can do it too. They just don't want to. But we don't have to have to have to fucking 
force the school no you have to have 50 percent, and then maybe pay, pay uh or select teachers that are less qualified just because they have to be a man like bro if there's no good man they're not qualified this is again us i feel sometimes making problems where there are no problems this is not a problem because you're a woman this is a problem because you're not qualified or you know you're not getting paid this much because you only put 40 hours in and as soon as the clock hits you go home but you know andrew over here he stays two hours more every day so and 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 and, you know, and he when we look at the cases he gets he resolves them quicker he gets shit done. i mean you could have the same position as like i have the yeah. same position as many people and i'm valued a lot more because of the extra shit that i do exactly so that argument already yeah. falls behind but but I, i'll tell you something if you feel that you're in a place where you're not being paid what you want Ask for more, and if that's not an option, start looking for a better job. Because if you have the skill set, the market is so fierce that they don't give a fuck if you're green or fucking blue. Or oh, maybe green, like I mean, that's a sickness. But you know, like the typical, I don't see color, whatever. Like they don't give a fuck <laughs> who you are as long as you can get the shit done quicker, better, faster, whatever. So I think that's my my say on that. Uh, so would you say that inequality opportunity? Mm-hmm. Do you, do, you, do you see yourself as a woman sort of the same as everybody else, or do you think there is a gap in opportunity? Yeah. I don't think so. I think the opportunity to do whatever I want is there. The opportunity, if I wanted to go be a police officer, I can go do that. If I want to go to the military, I can do that. If I want to go to business school, anything, I can do whatever I want, but I choose not to because that kind of stuff is just not what I want. No, Did you watch me. recently this series on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit? You watched it too, Paul? It. Would you agree with me? And this is the way I felt when I saw it. I was like, what a refreshing take on a badass bitch owning a bunch of guys where I didn't feel they were pushing a feminist agenda. You felt like they, they weren't were pushing not. a feminist agenda? Oh, wow. I... So there's been a lot of controversy over that show. Um, I will agree. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I, I love, you know, watching a badass chick own, man. I liked Wonder Woman. Um, I liked it. When I watched it, Queen's Gambit, and maybe because my mindset's been all over this categorical stuff, as soon as I started watching it, um, I did some stud. I, I, have yeah, you ever yeah. heard of Jordan Peterson? Love them. I, I was watching some debate on women in chess, you know, and, and why there's not a lot of professional or master women uh, chess players. Something that has to do with the IQ and analytical versus uh, emotional, something like that. Um, and then once I saw that and I went back to watching the show, I picked apart them pushing mm. feminist propaganda. That's okay. what I picked up. That's interesting. Um, but I think that's because I was... I had literally just finished watching Jordan Peterson talking about women in chess. And then I'm watching this and like all I, not everything. I like the show. I like the girl who plays that. I don't, I don't know her name off the top of my head. Um, but I started seeing it. I think mm, along with I didn't know there was people, uh, some people that were looking at it that way. There's, yeah, there, there are some people saying that. Now, with that being said, you know, I don't mind like a badass chick. You know, slaying a bunch of dudes. You know, I, I don't. I just think in today's 
climate I've been seeing yeah. a lot. You know what, more. though? It, it is interesting um, that you say that, buddy, because I feel that we sometimes also unconsciously fall to call things something. And I mean, I, this is just my opinion, your opinion of, of the piece, but I specifically watch this type of shit with this pre bias in my head where I'm like, okay, where is it that you're going to push the agenda? <laughs> so that's why I personally. Even though I was like that throughout right. the whole series, I was like, "Oh no, this felt this felt all right." In comparison to, for example, if you, I, I didn't even watch it because I already knew how it was. But I just watched some scenes of like the the Goosebumps movie with women, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And like the whole thing is like, "Oh, he's the white oh, dumb yeah. guy, and we're the chicks, and we're cool." And I think that one was a lot like more oceans. pushing to like Ocean we're six. cool because Ocean. we're chicks while yeah. in the other one it seemed like she was just a badass hero and she just happened to be a woman and of course it does play into it that she has right. this lipstick and is contrasting with like the men but uh, well, I, I did feel that I, it didn't feel like it was pushing an agenda but but who knows that's just my opinion on it I didn't know well, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be super pushy, super, like, every man we see is going to be a bad guy, every woman we see is going to be, like, a victim, empowered, and then I watched it, and I was like, this is, like, do I feel that it was, like, a very, I mean, it's a woman-led thing, but should every woman-led role should it be a feminist i don't know i, I don't know but i thought it was pretty cool i i didn't it didn't feel like super like yeah, yeah. i'm cool because i'm a girl no you're like, cool because like you're smart what, as fuck what I mean man is that she's she went like a through genius certain struggles that didn't have to really do with her being a girl like she's an orphan i'm pretty sure many people can relate if you're an orphan she's like an, an addict right yeah. so you can relate to that and she goes through these struggles that maybe not be right. if she wasn't a woman she wouldn't have she would still go through those things i mean there was an added struggle which is being a woman but I, I love the fact that at the end there was this respect where like when she won, it was they didn't try to make it look like the men were like, oh, fuck this woman. No, it was like, I don't care what sex you are. You beat me in this respect magical game too. and I, you deserve our respect. So like that's the, what it, so, it but that's cool. interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, with the whole cancel culture nowadays, do you think that we're going to start seeing more edgy stuff now that we have Netflix and other outputs? Or and that the media, the the normal media that we would normally know as like you know TV and late night shows that are just talking bullshit. Do you think eventually we're just gonna have things be more real, like this type of podcast that we're doing, shit like that? I I hope I think so. It's gonna get worse. I, I, Comedians I can't even do comedy yeah. now because there it's an offensive thing. So we cannot laugh about this. We cannot laugh about that. Right. I would love to see a world where this political correctness stuff didn't go away because I'm sure it has its place, you know, in some places. But, like, it's just gone so far to where comedians are getting kicked off a stage, you know, for making fun of a, a, a someone in a wheelchair or a cancer patient to where, you know... I mean, that's fucked up. Or, that's what comedy is, though. Comedy is supposed to put a smile on something that is so sad. No. If, if I didn't smile, I'd cry. To me, that's what comedy is. Being able to that's laugh at something. Because you like dark comedy. Yeah, but, uh, I do like dark I mean, comedy. I, gotta, well. I, gotta I like agree with, Burr, yeah, with Paul you know? there. I think that if you are not into... into so comedy's for. Edgy, or, edgy sounds like corny, but... I mean, I laugh at know, it, like, but then I if, feel if bad. If you're not into that type of comedy, I think you, you want to listen to other comedy. 
But don't watch it. Yeah, but don't watch it. Exactly. That's what I, do. I think people. I don't like. I don't understand don't why people it. like to cancel shit. Sometimes I listen to comedy where I'm like, "Wow, you're just going with the with the trend. Like you just like." And I'm just like, "Whatever, you can Safe. do that. I don't care." Like when people like late night shows, you do like this always Trump jokes, which it's not that I, I care about the guy. It's just like it's just easy. It's not. It's like low hanging fruit. I don't want you to get canceled. If you want my yeah. personal opinion, I think you're gonna cancel yourself. Because it's it's shit content, but I don't I don't understand people right. that are trying to like <laughs> bring people down. Because, oh, because he's being offensive. Like, do you understand we're out here or well, the people that are doing this? And you know myself when I'm doing this shit too, I'm trying to fucking be funny. You know, like I'm a good person. I love everybody. It, but understand that when you're trying to f- push that line to be funny, there's gonna be sometimes things that sound not you know as pretty but it doesn't mean that that's who you are you're just fucking around and and obviously some you know there's a there's that line between when you fuck around with your friends right the locker room that we're talking about and then this sometimes i i cross over there that's an issue (laughs) right i think just everything is put under a microscope today everything is every you know everything might have an ulterior motive or everybody um, when, you know, I, I watched things from the nineties and things from the eighties and George Carlin, you know, and, and, uh, I like to see comedy is something, you know, when, you, when a cancer patient, you know, a cancer patient is very sad. I, 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 it's something I don't like cancer patients. You know, I feel for them. That's terrible. It's a terrible situation, but what better to do than make some kind of levity from it? You know, be able to put some kind of light in this dark thing. You know, that's where I like to see comedy. Um, I don't see it as, you know, I, you watch Bill Burr? Love Bill Burr. I love F is for Fam, the show. Um, and I think part of the reason why I like him so much, his comedy is gold to me, but part of the reason why I like him so much is because he says these things that nobody else is really allowed to say right now. It's almost like he has a pass. You know, he's on Netflix. Netflix won't let anybody else. Tom Segura, they almost removed him for a for, no, I for think saying it was retarded. For a joke. Um, yeah. Retarded, that's what and, he and, said. And he said Segura, the R word. I'm not a fan, um, but he's like, to me, one of like the mildest either. ones. Right, I agree. Uh, and I don't think Bill Burr would say R, the R word, although he has said some other things that even I'm like. Well, I mean, Whoa. we can go further with Louis and Dave Chappelle. You know, I think with Dave Chappelle, right? I mean, Dave I don't Chappelle, s- bro, he says some things, man. Today, especially today, yeah. yeah. He gives no fucks. Yeah, especially like from from what I've seen, you know, his old stuff to today. I feel like he's removed yeah. all filters. You know, I think he's gotten so sick of where things are, where it. he's I like, "Fuck it. this shit." You know, I look. I, I love see it. that stuff that I like to to watch. Someone that's like, I don't give a fuck, man. I don't care if this person's gonna blog about me afterwards. I don't care. I'm going to say it, and you can try and cancel. Yeah, I mean, me he can he can do care. it because he has that power, you know? right? Uh, Bill Burr, Bill Burr has that he power. Does. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there right. are some of them. I think uh, Louis C.K. has that power. You know, now he's coming back out of his, um, you know, his, his situation, right? So. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, what he's a comedian. Yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians. Did he have like yeah, a sex he like um, thing? he jerked off in front of two chicks in a hotel, but he asked them. 
Huh? They weren't oh, minors. minors. No, no, women. They, they weren't minors. He asked them, yeah. And he asked and them. And then they were like saying that because he and has power over them, they felt that if they didn't say yes, that he was going to. So like that all turned out into a little me too. And he's he got all these deals taken away. And like at the end of the day, yeah, is the guy Sponsors. a bit creepy? Yeah, but is that like a sexual assault? I don't think so. Yeah. But um, like shy. Like what? You know, Shia. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, what happened with him? What's his last name? Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. One of his ex-girlfriends, I think, is having a similar. Oh yeah, Sia, right? Like something about Sia. Oh yeah. I don't know the story. Well, that one, I don't I, know I don't what know happened. So I, I don't know. I'm the not story. sure with that one, but with the CK one, it was that situation where, like, the the most that you could say is like, well, the guy's weird, but yeah. Creepy. But I mean, right? He's creepy. He, yeah. he definitely didn't rape anybody. Yeah, but companies also have the right to not want to be associated with somebody. Well, then we have the Johnny Depp situation. Oh yeah, what about yeah. that situation? Johnny That's pretty Depp. fucked up. It's fucked up. It's yeah. Fucked so up. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Amber Heard made these false allegations that he beat her. He did all these things when the evidence shows the contrary. She is on audio saying, "Yeah, he never hit me. I was the one hitting him. What you know, I was the one abusing him." Took it to court. The judge denied everything and said, no, no, no. Believe women. Amber Heard's right here. Case dropped. And Warner Bros. said, sorry, Johnny. We know we see the evidence. It shows that you're innocent. Like you, but, you got fired. Same thing. But, you know, with the judge approving this, or, you know, we have to let you go. And Warner Bros. fired him. Warner Bros. Universal. It was Warner Bros. fired him. Pirates of the Caribbean, gone. Um, this other one, no, the, the animals one, not Harry Potter, but this, yeah, what gone, animal? you know. But luckily, you know, Johnny Depp has people like like me, you know, who I can see through the bullshit, I can see through the PC garbage, the believe women, me too shit, and bro, I'm logical. I look at the evidence. Fuck this bitch, man. You know, obviously she's wrong. If the evidence is there, bro, you're innocent until proven guilty. These crazy allegations, well, you know, it might not have been convicted, like Brett Kavanaugh. He was never convicted, but, you know, she did say. Yeah, yeah. She did say what? I, yeah, can I think say it's actually dangerous, right and this is the same concept yeah. with everything we've talked about. Like, the boy cry wolf. It's dangerous when you call everything something, because then, like, what happens with actual rape yeah. victims? Like, like this is supposed to be Dude. left for those horrific acts, and then when you call everything that... Like, if I was a rape victim, I'd be like, yo, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're not, like, somebody touched your leg. You haven't been assaulted. Like, don't think you're like me. I, I went through shit, right? And I actually, if you were to ask me what to do with, like, sex offenders, I would kill them. Like, that's my, my the law that I have Castrate is to them. kill them. Right? them. So, like, I have no problem with, like, oh, I'm not defending them at all. As long as we're able to prove it. I'm, I'm just trying to... But, but on the same side, Ooh, it's like, bro. I hate when people say, why would she lie? Well, why would anyone do anything wrong? I mean, why would anyone try to get a revenge on someone? Like, there's so many fucking reasons why anyone would do that. So, like, when some, why would so she lie? Reasons, well, money. I can tell you a thousand Easy. if you give me five minutes. Like, there's many reasons. Now, is it fucked up that it's a delicate situation Absolutely. where at times it's hard to prove it? Yes. But it does have to be that delicate of an investigation because otherwise we're going to have a witch hunt and this is actually going to hurt the ones that we're supposed to be protecting with all this. Just what you said. You said your your opinion, sex offenders, we should kill them. Might want to make sure we have them 
make sure they're guilty before Correct. we kill an innocent person. You know, because that's what I think it is. Once you slap that label on someone, you're done. You're done. Your career, your social life, you're done. Let's make yeah. sure this is real. You know, and especially because of all the false allegations in the past. Well, there was one you know? case I always bring up where it was this kid at a college, and they were both drunk. They were like 18, 19, and then like in the in the very late morning, he texts her like, "Oh, let's chill." She's like, "Okay, cool, come over, bring the condom," and then they have sex. And the next day, she sort of like feels regret about having sex with this guy, turns him in. Ah, I shouldn't have done that. They look yeah. at the text where she's like, yeah, come. But then they decide that because she was drunk, she couldn't have consented. Well, the boy was drunk too. So then, so then right there, what exactly. you're saying is the woman is inferior and in the same conditions cannot make decisions as the men. So who the fuck is a sexist here? Because. Right. Yeah, they raped each yeah, other. Like it's it's, it's huh. this double standard exactly. that I think is bad because it's crazy. So, so like, why when a woman is driving drunk, she wouldn't? I mean, she still gets DUI. They don't they don't say like, oh, you're a woman, you couldn't, you weren't able to consent to driving. So no, you're gonna get your DUI, That's get your shit taken point. away, and pay fucking fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> and destroy your life. You're yeah. a woman. You didn't know what you so were I doing. Guess, right. <laughs> yeah, it's Sorry. The same, That's the same story with Aziz Ansari. The same thing happened to him. The footage shows oh, them yeah. at a bar. I didn't know you about the footage, this? so actually tell me, but I did hear, hear about it. The footage. There's footage of him in the bar with the woman. The woman is all over him. They leave the bar together. They show footage in the lobby of his building. She's dragging him by the arm to the elevator. In the morning, they show her leaving, like fixing herself with a little pep in her step. Two days later, she goes, shit, I should have never done that. He sexually assaulted. He raped me. And... He was under fire. He was. They slapped the label on him, but luckily that footage saved him. Was that the Imagine one with that the footage text? never surfaced. It wasn't a text. No, because I, there might have been texts as the well. One that but I, what that saved I heard him about is the, was, the was a text where she was like, "Like, oh, um, I didn't think what happened yesterday was good, cool, some shit like that." Maybe. And, Maybe. And pretty much, like, I think so. She's yeah. like, "Why did you think that I wanted to do this?" And he's like, "Well, we were both naked, like." blowing each other i thought like that's where it was going to i think so and then, yeah. like, when i heard you yeah. moaning i thought you know yeah. man, i think like, i remember reading that you enjoyed it you're enjoying this and right then, yeah. you know what was the most fucked up part and i do understand him being this nice guy why he took that route like he did a special which actually was surprisingly good i've always liked him as a comedian but i thought he was gonna be a little more yeah. woke. i've never seen he's actually pretty good and he used to be better when he was less woke But I'm not saying he's woke. I mean, I'm putting a label oh, on it. But he's more careful because he's more famous, you know. So on PC. his last special, he actually opened explaining the whole situation and apologizing and all of this. And it felt like, ah, oh. now you're telling them you were being a creep. You know, like. Yeah. Once you apologize, you just admitted like, guilt. I think you could yeah. say, look, for people that go through certain situations i'm sorry if this made you feel a certain way about it but i'll be honest with you i did not do anything wrong i did not do anything that the other person didn't want my only thing being guilty is of having a one night stand with a chick that wanted to be with me i don't know i think there was a better way of wording it where you still look like a gentleman you know yeah like i, I, I I'm, i'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like go out there and be like yo this bitch fuck her no like you can be a gentleman but still be like hey I have integrity. I know who I am. Type Careful. shit. But uh, but yeah, man, those things are very. You know, there's a comedian I like, Chris D'Elia, and he 
he, I don't even know oh. what happened with him because he just yeah. disappeared. Uh, and there's no evidence yeah. of it. It, it, it seems like he was talking to some right. underage girls on Twitter, but they never really met, which to me is oh, like if you're yeah. 40 and you're talking to a 17-year-old, like, dude, like, step your game up. You got money. Like, go get women. But is that rape? No, it isn't. So, like, because it never met or whatever. No. So it's just like we're just getting anything. Like, whatever happens out there, we're just grabbing it and we're like, fuck this. And I think eventually yeah. people don't understand that it? everyone's recorded. Yeah. Everyone has pictures. Every and eventually, shit's gonna pop off. Like, did you notice the reason, like, Jimmy Kimmel, they popped off some blackface from, like, back in the day and, like, Trudeau from Canada? It's like, 90s. yeah, if, if you search, everyone has shit, you know? So it's like, I find it so uh, dangerous for us to be in a society now where we're just yeah. witch hunting everybody. And hopefully, there will be a correction. We're looking Sorry? for it now. Yeah, we're literally looking for it now. Like, it's not like we stumbled upon it. Like, we're like, we don't like Jimmy Kimmel. Let's look through all of his past. We're bound to find something so we can cancel him. You're literally Well, with the Jimmy Kimmel, I think now. people you know <laughs> were like, people that were anti-woke were like, oh, you're woke. Well, look at this hypocrite. <laughs> yes. Which, I mean, doesn't yeah, help either. exactly. Hypocrite. We're I all, thought you were so woke. But I guess yeah, you understand why yeah. the other side attacks too, because it's like, you want to be woke, but you did. So it's just like a battle of like, how about we just stop looking yeah. at each other's past and, and, and that's it. You know, like Kevin Hart went yep. through some shit like that too. We're all guilty. And, you know, it's just, I, I, do you think that we're some, making like, no problems tweet. because there are no problems? Meaning our grandparents and parents like maybe went through like other crises or like world war and there was shit to like actually worry about. And now things, I mean, obviously we have a situation going on now that is that is very harsh, but in general, the world is so much better today than ever that it seems like people just want to look for something to like get their you know feathers up or yeah i i think there's people out there that think it's more ra or more racist today than in the 60s you know there there are some people who i agree with you they they want to maybe they watched forrest gump too many times and they want to be you know a part of it or something and they and they just need to Maybe make something so they can fight against it because it ain't there. You know, who knows? But I, I will agree that, you know, life, our parents and grandparents had it much harder than we do. You know, today's ain't so bad, man. There's, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of issues that we still have. I think racism is still out there. I think there are transphobic people out there. I think there are sexist people out there. I think it's an issue. But is it like the biggest issue to date? No, can we not like get on with our lives because of it and be successful? Absolutely not. I think everybody has an opportunity, you know, whether they see it or not, to make something of themselves and to slap a, a label on it and say, I'm not doing it because my boss is sexist and, you know, my teacher is homophobic and, and putting and putting yourself in this box to be a victim. You're, I think once you do that, you're done. You know, you, you now have that mentality of being a victim and you, I don't see a lot of people yeah. who are victims make it you know, make it to the top unless you're already there. Like a Jesse Smollett, for instance, you know, he, he was talented. He, he got to where he was because of talent, but he wanted to get further. So did that. Yeah. And all it did was and push it back. Look like, like a dumbass. Um, like a dumbass. Right. Today we're Rose better than it's ever been. And to keep pushing the social yeah. bar of being more tolerable, we also need to address that we're pretty good at the moment. Like we've done a lot. 
But if we, if we always say, no, this is bullshit, then how are we? Like, okay, let's address that we've done a lot. Okay, and now let's look at the things that are missing. But let's not go crazy like this is, you know, segregation 1960s or something. Because if yeah. not, we're not going to get further than that. Right. Uh, Paul was telling me before we started the podcast yeah. that it might be possible for a, for a podcast to be started by Paul individually and also as a couple. Uh, I'm here asking you a bit on the spot, but w what is the probability of this happening? Because not only will I be super glad uh, to help you with it, but I will be a fan because I think it will be really good, interesting topics. I, I, uh, we definitely have been talking about it. We definitely want to do it. We just got this nice new microphone um, and um, work out a schedule. We just have to do time it. Time is never yeah, on our hands, yes. I feel like people are like, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's going to be, we, we have two ideas. Our first one that involves more of us as a couple to do like videos to where, you know, maybe I might ask her some questions that people might feel uncomfortable talking to women about and vice versa, asking men some uncomfortable questions um, along that path, right? Something like that. And then the second one would be based around addiction and recovery and uh, like interviewing people and not so much of a formal layout, you know, and kind of just get to peel back layers of things that you can't do in traditional meetings, you know, to where you can't curse maybe and you can't interrupt, you can't talk about God, you can't talk about the Bible and stuff like that. So a little bit less traditional interview with people in recovery. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated, yes. 2021. Just to add to that uh, <laughs> that you said, Paul, I think it would actually, it, it could actually create like a, like an accountability for you, for your own recovery, and for the recovery yeah. of other people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's actually right. a great idea, yeah. not only that could help you, but I think it will help so many people that don't have access or don't don't feel comfortable going to a, like an actual meeting being able to first see it and get the first grasp of how it could be. And maybe even seeing the format be not formal, make them be like, okay, this is how I can express it. Because, yeah. I mean, I personally don't know much about this, but I think there should be a, a, a format where you can just talk about it however you want so that you can really express yourself. So you guys let me know if it does uh, eventually happen. I'll be more than glad to help. We definitely will. And super glad that, that you were here today. This episode has been great. We touched so many topics, and I could go on forever. So many. <laughs> so, so, we'll, so, so we'll, many. we'll have you guys back on, on our podcast, and hopefully we'll be able to watch you awesome. in your own podcast soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having no us. I appreciate My it. Pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, Danny and Paul. And for, and for, and for all Spin the fans out there, <laughs> thank you for watching. And if you have any comments for me and for the guests, please let us know. It's always interesting to know what you think. 